1: WWE announced this morning that they just inked a deal with Netflix for 10 years, $5 billion to air their weekly show, Raw. Wow! Yeah. Monday Night Raw has been a part of, I guess you could say linear TV now for 31 years. This completely changes the landscape. It's a pretty historic move. I got to tell you, this new version of WWE with Nick Khan and Triple H at the helm, they're really making their imprint. To be the first movers with Netflix
0: live on a consistent basis, 52 weeks a Year, we think it's a great deal.
2: Yesterday, WWE announced a landmark broadcasting deal, one that may very well change the shape of not just WWE but professional wrestling altogether.
3: Within the industry, it was very much like, bloody hell, that's happened. <laughs>
4: yeah, pretty <laughs> much. This is as much a big story for the media world as it is for the wrestling world.
2: It
5: still feels weird that Monday Night Raw is not going to be on
2: cable. Since that announcement, I've been speaking to experts, trusted voices, and key figures in and around sports entertainment to further understand what all of this means And the impact that this change will have, not just to the wrestling landscape, but even further.
6: They're seeing the writing on the wall and going, well, we need to strike now, otherwise we're going to be playing catch up.
7: When this program moves to Netflix, that would bring us to a crashing halt. My name is Tom Campbell, and this
2: is a Cultaholic Wrestling special report.
3: Yesterday would have been big enough anyway because there was an announcement that The Rock is now on the board of directors
2: of TKO. Aidan Gibbons is editor-in-chief at Cultaholic.com. Half an hour later, bombshell news. WWE Raw from
3: January 2025 is going to Netflix. That's not all though, for the UK specifically and internationally, basically everywhere but the United States, all WWE programming, including SmackDown, NXT, and all those premium live events, they're going to Netflix too. Beginning in 2025, it'll be like sort of dependent on TV deals around the globe. I believe in the UK, it will be from January 2025 because the deal of TNT sports expires at the end of this year. Can't happen in the United States just yet though, because because SmackDown's got a new deal with the USA Network. NXT is going to CW. And premium live events, they air on Peacock until at least 2026. For CW and SmackDown, that's 2029 because they're brand new deals, basically.
5: My name's Kate. Uh, I'm Miss Kate Fave. I'm a podcaster and content creator at Fightful. It still feels weird that Monday Night Raw is not going to be on cable. Like, So that layer of it is a surprise. And then on top of it, their name was kind of thrown around under the radar a little bit. I know Fightful had mentioned them as a player, but it felt like Amazon, I think, was the last one that we had heard as a more real possibility. Obviously, their stuff is already on Peacock. I, I think the name Netflix, especially not being affiliated with a TV rights holder, definitely took me for surprise, for sure.
4: I'm Brandon Thurston, the editor and owner of Wrestleomics, and we cover the business of pro wrestling, including WWE. We know the deal is worth 5 billion dollars over 10 years. There's a lot of caveats to that, but that, that's an average annual value of $500 million a year. This is a 10-year deal with Netflix having the option to cancel the deal after five years. And they have the option to extend the deal by a, an additional decade. So this will either be a five-year deal, or it'll be a 10-year deal, or it'll be a 20-year deal. Depends on what the viewership is like and what they see as the return on on their investment. They're going to pay $500 million a year for it, so they're going to try to generate advertising revenue and subscriber revenue off of that. It's it's up to Netflix. This is as much a big story for the media world as it is for the wrestling world in that this is Netflix, who's only dabbled in live streaming. This is weekly, year-round content that they're going to be broadcasting, which is a a big thing that the media world has been speculating on for a long time.
6: My name is BJ Colangelo. I am an entertainment writer and critic, and I am the lead evening news editor at Slash Film. Netflix has been trying to get into the live event space for a while, knowing that this is the one area in sort of the streaming wars they've been lacking because everyone else does some sort of live event. I also think that they're realizing that the landscape of the cable to cord cutting streaming world, those lines are starting to blur. We're seeing television uh, as we once knew it go away more and more. So that void is going to need to be filled By streamers. So I think they're seeing the writing on the wall and going, well, we need to strike now. Otherwise we're going to be playing catch up. They did do the big comedy show with Chris Rock that did fine. They did this Netflix cup thing, which was formula one racing and golf and comedy. And it had very shoddy production (laughs) value to uh, put it kindly in Netflix's eyes. This is a great deal for them because WWE is a well-oiled machine. They can just scoop up the entire company. They don't have to do anything. They're just a new host for them, so to speak.
1: Murray Emanuel is the CEO of TKO and of course of Endeavor as well. The filing said over 5 billion
2: over 10 years. Correct. Well, all I say is that we are in line with the market's expectations of where our step up would be. And the only other thing I would say is it's Netflix. They're the global leader, the best company with regard to sports entertainment, and this is kind of the next iteration as they go to live. I think that this is an important step for them in their AVOD service and in their subscription service what has been the reaction
3: within the industry It was very much like bloody hell that's happened <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> wall street was very happy because it just means lots more money for shareholders and stuff so TKO stock has really struggled since basically the company was formed in september 2023 the market value has been about got billions down to what they were expecting with the combination of WWE and ufc because this deal with raw is in line with expectations Stock Antigua shot up, it's the hot thing to buy right now. As of 10 minutes ago, up 15.79% to around $89.63. So it stayed
2: up, you, like, obviously there was a massive spike yesterday. It has stayed up.
3: I think that the
4: market is probably not completely understanding the deal, probably thinks the deal is worth a little bit more than I think it's worth. But I think the stock market is more than anything responding to, oh my god, Netflix. Netflix is so futuristic and, and, it, and it's a streaming service and it's a tech company and it's cool. and. And the stock market is really excited about that, and I think really excited about the notion that this is a 10-year deal, at least a 5-year deal, potentially a 20-year deal, and that marks a lot of certainty.
2: How does this deal with WWE stack up against previous deals that Netflix has brokered
6: this is exponentially more expensive. They've made some pretty big deals in the past. I know their deal with Ryan Murphy for all of his, you know, numbers of series. I that chess.
8: Gotta help Peyton.
2: We hate Peyton way more than you do. Think I should kill him?
6: What? Yes, yes I do. With something around three hundred million. When they got the sequels to Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, that for the two films it was something like four hundred and fifty million. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is hooey. Shut up! Shut up with that Kentucky Fried Foghorn Leghorn draw!
6: Obviously, Stranger Things is doing something like 10 to 30 million dollars an episode. I found the most extraordinary thing of all. But that's the million. We're in the billion here. And I think people forget how big of a jump it is between millions and billions.
2: What makes WWE's move to Netflix so significant? Why is this so different to just another TV deal?
5: Well, a platform like Netflix, you don't have limitations of what cable gives you as far as having to ask permissions for overruns and all these sorts of things. Like, there's more flexibility in how you present and what you present. I think there's a a ton of upside for Netflix as well. Not only are you getting a huge fan base coming over, but they've been kind of saying that they wanted to get into the live game for a while because things with seasons are by nature finite. And this gives you something that is live and isn't seasonal, right? Some drawbacks, you know... Are not in the channel flipping arena anymore. Now, SmackDown still might be. Um, I don't know if people still flip channels anymore. Are we still relying on those young Sheldon lead ins the same way that we used to be, right? But you now have to log into a service. If I wanna watch PLEs and I wanna access the library, that's on Peacock. But then if I wanna watch Monday Night Raw, that's on Netflix and who knows where SmackDown lands. It is splintering your brand across a couple of different platforms. I'm wondering if there's going to be a little bit of login fatigue. This is definitely an interesting, I don't want to say experiment because I think that makes it sound riskier than it probably is if you get $5 billion over 10 years. They're kind of the first ones on this forefront for pro wrestling to go in this direction and in a major way.
2: Now, this isn't Netflix's first foray into the wrestling world. In fact, they've had some great success stories through wrestling, haven't they? Yeah, so they had Lucha Underground, of all things.
0: From beyond the grave, the man of a thousand deaths, me!
1: from the ashes once again.
3: It was just batty, the show, basically. It was Ray Mysterio with all these Lucha Libre guys, but you had, like, oh, he's been murdered and stuff, and
2: he's been killed <laughs> off. Just really good stuff. And they've also had some great success with the show Glow.
6: Sorry, what's Glow?
2: Gorgeous ladies of wrestling.
6: Are you hiring actors to play wrestlers, or are we the wrestlers? Go! Ah! Ah!
8: Yes
2: they've also partnered with wwe films on movie productions like the main event they even had a wwe choose your own adventure special called escape the undertaker my urn will
1: force you to confront your deepest darkest, darkest fears who has a morgue in their house
4: I mean, it is The Undertaker.
2: Most recently, the Netflix audience has seen the very real world of independent professional wrestling in capturing the day-to-day goings-on at Ohio Valley Wrestling in their hit show, Wrestlers. Al is one of the best wrestling minds. But you know what? Al's not the best with money.
1: This is the summer to take it to the next level. We need to create a summer tour. A lot of times I get told something to do from people that have no clue how it works. If we don't start doing better, there won't be an OV I've spent 40 years making a
4: name for myself in this business. I'll be damned if I'm going to let anybody ruin it.
2: Wrestling fans have proven they will come to Netflix. But can a Netflix audience become wrestling fans? Brian Kenison is producer, head of marketing, and lead commentator for Ohio Valley Wrestling.
8: There was general interest from a producer from Netflix named Alejandro. He had, I guess, a passing relationship with Matt Jones, who was, you know, the majority owner. Then Alejandro happened to cross paths with Greg Wheatley, the guy who created wrestlers and cheer and last chance and all that. And he happened to have a Chance Conversation with Alejandro, and it caught Greg's attention. You know, Greg's all about the underdog. And then Greg came back probably three or four more times, just getting more and more footage, more and more footage, and then finally they're like, okay, let's greenlight this thing. And then they spent the whole summer with us. Right when the doctor, dropped a little before, we brought actually some Netflix execs came in. We had you know some of their marketing folks. We had some of their higher-ups that actually came to Davis Arena. And some of them were very open. They didn't care about wrestling. They saw it as something they didn't really have any interest in. They saw it as, you know, a uh, uh, flea market sort of entertainment. You know, they were skeptical about this whole thing. they never seen wrestling a day in their life. Then they watched it, and they couldn't believe, you know, what they saw and, you know, how much it actually took and... And then I think they saw the heart in it and the actual story and depth in it. And they actually saw how the wheels on the train actually move. And I think that changed a lot of perceptions. Netflix had a huge impact on us. You know, it took about two weeks for it to really hit. But once it hit, uh, you know, we've been selling out the arena week after week after week. And it upped our value as well. We saw all, you know, everyone across the board was getting more uh, social media engagement, more, uh, you know, more followers, a lot heavier traffic. OVW social media loans like went into the millions and it stayed there since then. I mean, we, it's been a boom, and there's no denying it. But um, Al likes to say, phase uh, what happens when uh, preparation and opportunity meet. And so I think had we got all this attention, and we sucked. It wouldn't have done us any good. <laughs> so we got a lot of attention. We were all ready for it. So we were all really you know, well-trained, and I think Al has really got us in a good place. So we've been capitalizing on a lot of good sponsorship opportunities. We as an organization did not change. We kept doing what we were doing. Netflix gave us a opportunity to get in front of people and show what we're doing and i think that really resonated with a lot of So netflix has been incalculably great as far as how much business has been brought in because of it
3: netflix were clearly happy because they've got in bed with wwe now we don't this is just speculation but has the success of wrestlers led to this deal i mean doesn't look like it's hurt.
8: Some higher ups at, at Netflix seeing real, uh, the reality is of uh, you know of wrestling, and then seeing what comes out of that product, what comes out of that struggle and that sacrifice. I think that maybe did warm them up to the idea of wrestling. I mean, not that it being a billion dollar organization and having you know like John Cena, and The Rock, and all Coke involved didn't hurt. I'm assuming, uh, but you know, my they can go. Hey, I like that wrestler's thing. Maybe we throw our hat into the WWE ring. You know, what I mean, I, I don't know, but um, I don't think it necessarily closes any sort of doors for us. If anything, I think we're two different types of content, you know, there would be their, their wrestlers never going to have necessarily struggle, ours do. They're never going to have the same issues, the same, you know, uh, hurdles that they have to overcome that we do. And that's what I hope that they would higher ups would see as well.
6: There are so many people that are getting into the world of wrestling because of non-WWE-related wrestling material, whether it's the wrestlers show on Netflix, like the docu-series that they have. Heels on Stars was doing really well. The Iron Claw was huge. I have met so many people in the last six months who have suddenly just done humongous deep dives into wrestling history. And people are starting to see through social media a lot of the wrestlers that do become viral, either from WWE or AEW, where they're like, what is this? This doesn't look anything like what wrestling. Wrestling looked like when I was a kid. So there is an increased interest. And I do think we are going to get a burst of newer wrestling fans, but I think it's going to be newer wrestling fans of people that either stopped watching wrestling uh, after childhood, as many people did, people who haven't looked at wrestling since the Attitude Era. Or it's going to be a lot of adults who have never considered wrestling, but now suddenly are. And I don't know, maybe this will make enough money and then Netflix will pull their hat out of their behinds and we will finally get Glow Season 3 and I can stop being mad at them. <laughs> Planning for
0: your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen
2: I'm intrigued about how we will gauge the success of this because historically the ratings have always led the conversation uh, quarter on quarter. How is this done? How was the third hour? What can we do in the second hour? Surely all of that is moot now. It's gone. The ratings war thing will
3: never be back. It's been a big thing with Netflix, particularly during the saga strike, was that they don't release ratings numbers or like viewership numbers or like there was no sort of way to get a bonus for actors based on how well a show did. The only ref essentially we'll have will be a bit like Warner Bros. Discovery with AEW where they just tout how happy they are.
6: The source on a lot of Netflix viewership numbers is source, trust me bro. Like that's kind (laughs) of how they operate and how they've always operated. Sure they have their, you know, their top 10. Uh, I'm sure this will pop up every week as one of the, you know, top 10 most watched things, but what that means in the grand scheme of things, we'll never have a full transparent answer. The only thing I could possibly think of is if there is a push where they have to be more transparent because now there's a lot more people that just got added to their payroll performance-wise. They have
4: and will always have their internal secret viewership data. They know who's watching how much. I would think as an advertiser, wouldn't you want a third party to tell you, yes, this has a million viewers or whatever it is? I'm hoping that Nielsen will start to track more streaming live broadcasts. We've seen that with the NFL. They have tracked the TV ratings for all of the Amazon Prime Video Thursday night football broadcasts, so we know what those are in a like-to-like comparison with other telecasts. They have tracked the two NFL games that have aired on Peacock exclusively. It's a year away who knows if netflix will will get it together and start to track that stuff in the
3: same way but netflix will know internally it wouldn't shock me if some numbers do leak out from within netflix because people will be trying to get sources now i guess on the grand scheme of things the only metric we basically have is are netflix happy in terms of touting press releases and do they cancel it after five years
1: welcome to wwe network a whole new concept in television The first ever 24-7 streaming service scheduled with live and original programming and an on-demand library with thousands of hours of content.
2: Finally! A big question for us in the UK especially is, do you think this probably spells the the end of the WWE Network going forward?
4: Probably. Mm. For up to 20 years, yes. I was so (laughs) scared you'd say that, (laughs) Um, I don't think that they would just make it go away. Why not monetize it somehow? If they don't want the rights if they're not going to use the rights then maybe some form of the network would still exist it would be be dumb to just not bother to monetize that
5: it does kind of feel like it's going to the chop shop a little bit like we're, we're getting this sense of uh the parts now being auctioned off a little bit more than than the whole network being sold somewhere we've seen the documentary style stuff be shopped out to a million other places. Everybody's doing WWE documentaries. NXT, get a TV rights deal. Who knows what that's going to look like? But everything that was kind of in the WWE network has been established on the WWE network. And then under the Nick Conner, it feels like that's gotten licensed out to other places for more money. So there's possibilities that pieces of the network get packaged with UFC and sold somewhere if they wanted to try and get creative about the way that they're selling it. I think that's gonna be interesting. I think we'll see what TKO does because they might have a different approach that we're not even considering.
2: A lot of people have said, oh, this will migrate over to Netflix, but forgive me, I'm a wrestling fan of a certain vintage. I cannot, for the life of me, see Netflix clogged up with episodes of WWF superstars from 1994.
8: Now Razor locking up with Steve Smith.
3: What they've got in the US is they've got like a sport side like banner on the side so you've got like films tv programs sports so it wouldn't shock me if they add that sort of like banner on
2: netflix in the uk well just be WWE. click on there basically the whole network is just on netflix that way a deal like this will without doubt begin some people on their wrestling journey but for one sector it could lead to the very end
7: I'm Paul Benson, and I'm the owner-operator of Hooked on Wrestling Events. So Hooked on Wrestling was an idea that was born out of a few of us getting together each year, a few that worked on a TNA tour back in the day. That weekend would always end with the Royal Rumble, so we always had this idea to get together and have a big party at somebody else's house for the Rumble. It grew and grew and grew, so there was about 10 or 15 of us, and then we kind of outgrew the house so that turned into organising a party in a bar which we've got about 60-70 people for now we're 11 years down the line and our Royal Rumble party this weekend is probably going to have something in the region of about 2,500 people if you were a football fan or a rugby fan or whatever else you could go down the pub and watch your sport with your friends but there was really nothing for wrestling fans to have that communal experience so we thought we'd jump in and, and I know wrestling fans are a little bit more sort of They like a bit of wackiness and a bit of fun. So because these shows don't start till like 12, one in the morning, we thought, let's warm up, let's throw in, you know, we've got cosplay contests, we've got uh, quizzes and prize giveaways. Everyone can watch the the WWE pay-per-views in their home um, and, and perfectly great experience watching it on your own or with a couple of friends. But we wanted to know whether there was value and a mileage in bringing literally hundreds of fans together to watch it under one roof. We will always do things by the books, so as our venue partner do things by the books. So at the minute, our events are broadcast on TNT Sports, box office, and commercially available in these venues. When this program moves to Netflix, as it stands, that won't be the case. You can't legally show Netflix or most of the streaming platforms in a public commercial space. And unless that changes between now and January 2025, that would, that would bring us to a crashing halt because we're not going to be doing anything, you know that, that aren't allowed, aren't legal. We just have to let it go. There's a precedent been set when Amazon Prime took on rights for the Premier League. They took on those two blocks of Premier League games throughout the season, if you remember. And at first they weren't available in commercial premises either. But over time, they worked out a deal and and the last few have been available for pubs to air. Now, obviously, the Premier League and WWE events are two completely different animals in the UK. And there's a lot more Premier League fans than there are WWE fans. You know, they're certainly not going to change their entire business model just to let a few thousand of us watch WrestleMania in a bar. But having said that, you never know. Like, there could be some sort of share with a pay-per-view provider like a TNT Sports or a Sky Sports that allows those premium events to be aired on pay-per-view. Netflix could change their model uh, if they take on more live sport. You know, if, if they do take on a football property or something like that in the next year, maybe there will be that critical mass to sort of strike a deal commercially with people. So, you know, I know how the game works. I've been there myself, and I'm not hopeful. But at the same time, you never say no about.
3: They may well pivot, but it would have to be from WWE lobbying if they were going to do it. It, de- it depends how much WWE values these events, basically. If WWE looks at it and goes, we can get 550 people in a room watching our show, we can make some extra cash off it, why wouldn't you say no to that, but... It might also contravene like Netflix's business model. I mean, we've, all, we've seen it in the UK this year where Netflix has been cracking down on password sharing. So Netflix might look at it and go, why would we want
2: 550 people in a room when we can get them all to get Netflix subscriptions <laughs> to pay us lots of money? The move to a streaming model may not just mean the conclusion of watching wrestling with your mates in a big public space. It could possibly mean the end of something even bigger cable television there's
4: about 70 million homes right now that get usa network there's about 69 million homes in the u.s maybe 70 million homes that get netflix and over time is netflix going to grow maybe slowly gradually is television going to continue to decline there's no sign of of, of that stop if anything it's been accelerating the last couple quarters so we're probably entering a time within the minimum duration of this contract which is five years where netflix will be the thing that has more reach than cable, arguably, in terms of reach, in terms of people being able to watch Raw, at least in the U.S., that's a good thing.
5: What's interesting to me about this is Netflix isn't really aligned with a TV station, right? Peacock is owned by NBC, all these things. Um, And they're not synonymous with sports. So them kind of jumping into this on the other side also intrigues me. It, it definitely feels like Cable is going down, down and down. I think AEW probably just got a huge boost. <laughs> I think cable's going to want to be clinging to this. If it does work and the live sports follow, I think you might be in, in real trouble because what is the incentive to keep live Cable
6: alive? Right now, the writers for Ridiculousness on MTV are on strike. And Ridiculousness is kind of the only show MTV has at this point.
8: I knew a f- insult was coming, so <laughs> my psychic mind just let that sh- and whip right over.
6: The same way that South Park is really the only show Cartoon Network has.
7: What do you mean, what do you do? You just fight each other. How? How? I've never been in a fight before. Me neither! Ah! dude, come on!
6: WWE is kind of the only thing the USA Network is doing right now. So, the big question is, well, now if this big flagship program leaves, does that mean that channel's gonna dissolve? Can they survive? without WWE. So that's really been the big question is what is this going to mean for cable? Because if this works, if Netflix and WWE works and this is a good partnership, I will not be surprised if a bunch of other huge programs also leave cable and pivot completely over into a streaming model.
7: 175 is a great number, 25 below asking, but you know you're never gonna get 200. Don't worry, these deals are always like
6: this. And effectively kill cable, which means we're all going to have to explain to our grandparents how to use apps now.
2: What does this mean for the wider wrestling landscape? I mean, the wrestling boom is very much here, is it not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wrestling is...
3: I mean, it's never going to get TV ratings like we saw in the Monday Night Rawls, but... Monday Night Rawls, Monday Night Wars. But wrestling has arguably never been more popular than it is today.
5: There's this great thing in WrestleNomics that it usually trickles down, right? Like the if the cadence is somebody like Fox invests in WWE or now Netflix invests in WWE, that makes other people feel more secure about investing in wrestling. And so you get this trickle down effect and then we get oversaturated and these smaller guys close up shop and hopefully we don't go back to a monopoly again, right? But what you hope is that now giving a billion dollars to AEW feels like a bargain because you're getting... Collision, Rampage, ROH, and Dynamite, and the viewership for that, I think AEW's response is that it benefits greatly from this. They've got a lot of options, and if they want to bump Max up, they're going to have to play ball too, so I'm, I'm very intrigued to see. Very interesting to see what happens with this.
4: The advantage that has been spun to me for AEW in light of this news is that it removes WWE as a, as an option for a lot of international players. So the international TV networks across the world are not no longer going to have WWE as an
3: option if they want wrestling dynamite collision rampage may end up being like hybrid shows where they air on tnt and tbs and on the max streaming service at the same time we've seen examples of that already um, i think with like nba games and stuff like that in the us so that could be an option but also aw's library sell it to max max now can't get WWE content get more aw that'll lead to a big bag of money for tony khan when it does happen
2: In the days and the weeks to come, no doubt more information on this game-changing deal will come to light as WWE prepare for their biggest move ever, to join Netflix for $5 billion. For the very latest, you can check out Cultaholic.com.
0: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.